I guess that's kind of what also pushed me to open up my own clinic and to, to do this my way, just because I've seen so many wrong ways, you know, of how to do this. I do want to just really, really change the, the future of vet med, especially that work-life and quality of life balance. So I think, you know, what we have in mind for our future clinic is really, really going to hopefully just change the the future generations moving forward that is why we have this vet clinic coming to you guys it's really focusing on yourself first like how are you going to take care of your pet if you can't take care of yourself right i first started it was like go 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 you have to work every single weekend you have to do all these hours and this and that and this and that it's just like okay let's do it we're like robots let's do it but i've learned as time has gone by you have to hit the pause button sometimes Welcome to MDF Instruments Crafting Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce you to not one, but two veterinarian doctors. Hey, what's going on, Brooke? Thank you for bringing us together here. Um, I am Dr. Trice and I'm Dr. Remnis. <laughs> We're here from Batik Gold Coast Animal Hospital. <laughs> In the Windy City of Chicago, um, our clinic is actually going to be placed in the Gold Coast area, which we're super excited about. And mm -hmm. um, I guess we go way back. We just had our 11 or 12 year oh friend. Don't tell my I, um, I guess I was a baby vet and I was paired with Dr. Trice way back when um, as a student who is my mentor and she's really kind of molded me into the vet I am today. Well, to her, I mean, she's amazing. So this girl is her own unique girl. So she's amazing. And when I saw her, I was like, look at her, their style. And we just clicked right away from day one. I was like, I'm so excited. And we just, it's been amazing after all these years. Yeah, we are definitely sisters from another mother. <laughs> love it. I love it. I can tell you guys, um, you know, not only are you colleagues, but I can tell you guys are great friends. I want to know, did both of you or either of you, did you always know you guys wanted to be veterinarians or what's the story there? I want to hear each of you, how you kind of decided to choose this career. Yeah, um, I guess when I was nine years old, um, my parents and I, we went away on vacation. And when we came back, uh, I had a cat at the time and just was not doing well. So we rushed him to the ER and I was just so amazed of how the ER doctors just were able to cure him and fix him. And I was like, that feeling that I had as a nine-year-old, I was like, that's what I want to do. I, that feeling that I had, I want to be able to do it for everyone else. Um, Cause that was my baby. That was my, you know, my companion as a nine-year-old, that was my buddy. So, you know, the vet saved his life and it never left me. Um, so that started my career. <laughs> I'm a little bit less traditional, I think. I was pre-med all of undergrad. I was on course to be um, a psychiatrist. I was a psychology major in undergrad. And it wasn't until my fourth senior year that I just woke up one day and said, I'm going to vet school. I just decided I wanted to work on animals instead of people. So <laughs> made a flip switch. My family was like, whoa, okay, but super supportive. And that's where I am today. Thank God. Look where we're at now. <laughs> <laughs> Such great stories. I know that um, becoming a veterinarian is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. Uh, veterinarian school is hard to get into. Did you both get in right away? Did you have any problems getting in the first, first go around? 
No, I actually got in on my first attempt. I, so my story was I graduated in May. I did a short kind of externship at the Shedd Aquarium and said, you know, during that time I was looking into vet school and just what that process looked like. And um, my, one of my, our veterinarian growing up, I guess, so to say, she was a great resource for me because she did go to one of the island schools, uh, St. George's University. And I did learn that they had two entrance periods and I was like, whoa, I can apply for this right now. I did that fall, got accepted a month later, and then I moved to Grenada in January. So it was really, really quick and um, <laughs> a new adjustment. Who would not want to go to school in the Caribbean <laughs> islands? I wish I knew that back then. Of course, there, we have a little bit of an age gap here, but shoot, I would have done that. <laughs> oh, my story's a little bit different. So I was the only child for 18 years. And lo and behold, same parents, my mother's like, guess what? You're going to be a sister. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, I didn't want to go anywhere yet. So, I mean, I, I went to college and everything and I, for the first couple of years to community and uh, just wanted to be around my brother and stuff. But then as time went on, I went ahead and, you know, applied to vet school and got in my first time. And I was reading, um, both, both of you had posted on World Veterinarian Day about there aren't actually that many um, people going and graduating and becoming veterinarians um, compared to how many animals are in need. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? And I feel like most people are really surprised when they hear this for the first time, but our industry is leading for suicide, um, which is really sad. It's just something, you know, we and our colleagues have just been kind of juggling I'd say what the last five to 10 years it's been yeah, kind of brought more. to light mm -hmm. um more and more I guess undergrads are being kind of swayed from going to veterinary school just because there's so many factors that are playing a role the you know high debt to income ratio you know client demands specifically that's one I can also attest to it's just something that really disheartens you and kind of pulls you away from fulfilling your passion which you know all of us are trying to work yeah. through to kind of get get by so and that's the thing with vet school they don't teach you that you know they're teaching you the foundation which is great vet school is amazing they teach you the academics they teach you you know how to be a veterinarian but then there's the other aspect you know that's the whole mentality like how do you talk to a client how do you respond to a client when they're angry you know how do you respond to you know the life balance um quality of life for yourself and you know you as a priority as well too that's so important so um i think now some of the best schools are starting to do that to make that more of an awareness but you know in that trend the last few years it's just been that's why there's been such a high suicidal rate so it's just so important to have that awareness and to uh, really focus on self care, self-love, and just the whole self-awareness of that perspective. But, um, you know, it's good for all that we're doing relief work right now until our hospital is open and just taking that time out for yourself. And it's really important for that. So, yeah, I can imagine because people get so emotional with their pets that I can imagine when something isn't going right and you're having to tell them, listen, this isn't going well, or this it's time that the reaction isn't always, um, going to be the best and I, I never really thought about the struggle of just being being the person that has to do that and then like what the other side is because I've been as a patient like of a, my animal being a patient I've been on the other side of having to let go of a dog and an animal um, and I would never freak out or blame a veterinarian but you know it's in a highly emotional time and to have 
I'm sure that'd be part of the regular daily career life for you guys. Um, I can imagine that's really draining too. Well, Brooke, you nailed it right there. The fact of, you know, you're, you know, we do, unfortunately, you know, we euthanize pets. That's, that, that's so sad for us, you know, when that happens, especially when you have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing too about clients and people don't realize is, you know, you might be seeing 30 minute appointments, 45 minute appointments. And one room you have happy parents, they just adopted a new puppy or new kitten and they're so excited and you're happy and you're just, you know, talking to them. And then literally the next room you have a euthanasia yeah. or the next room you a have a, high and lows, yeah, high and lows yeah. sick pets, you know, things like that. So our emotions are boom, 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 up and down, roller coaster constantly. And you have to compose yourself with every appointment, every room as if it's their first appointment, you know, and having that, you know, um, keeping yourself composed, and especially what you saw before, if it's not a happy new puppy, you know? So it's just that they can take a toll. And especially if you have maybe an angry client or you have happy clients, it's just, that's that whole roller coaster that we go through um, that people don't realize because when we're there, our focus for that half an hour or however long we're with that patient it's our full attention is at that moment with those people. That pet, that mm -hmm. client, family. Yeah. Um, just because everyone deserves an equal amount of time spent. Yeah. So that's where our job comes in. And no one really teaches Yay. you how to balance out those emotions throughout the day. So it's definitely been a learning curve. I've, I've been practicing now for seven years. So, um, you know, euthanasias don't get any easier specifically, but it's just something I guess you have to specifically look at as a gift in vet med. Mm -hmm. um, suffering pet, at least we do have the ability just to kind of end that and um, provide a happy, happy way to the Rainbow Bridge for those little babies. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's it's it can be so tough, and I think it's really important that since we're you know we're talking about mental health because I don't think it's 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 something that people bring up a lot, and I know that even going through veterinarian school and just the whole process of everything is already stressful, and then I imagine when, once you get out and you're you're in it, um, it doesn't really stop. You know, once you start the the, the career choice, it's kind of just like go go go. Yeah. Um, so what have you guys learned? In, in the time that you've been practicing, just how do you cope with the mental health aspects? Like, do you have any, you know, suggestions or advice or anything for people who might be having some burnout issues or, you know, even if they're in vet veterinary school now still and they haven't, they're not at the same level that you guys are at, um, but do you have any advice for, for them? Absolutely. I think I've, again, been practicing for seven years now and I've jumped from job to job probably four times now and my advice is don't put up with a toxic work environment don't stay at a place that isn't valuing your skill set and what you bring to the table just because there will be a, a niche there will be a family in vet med that will that will value you that you can be a part of so I, I did that with my first job and even kind of my second one where I stayed somewhere too long. I was hoping it would get better. I hoped the grass would be greener on the other side, but I guess that's kind of what also pushed me to open up my own clinic and to, to do this my way, just because I've seen so many wrong ways, you know, of how to do this. I do want to just really, really change the the future of vet med, especially that work life and quality of life balance. So I think, you know, what we have in mind for our future clinic is really, really going to hopefully just change the the future generations moving forward. So to piggyback on that, that is why we have this vet clinic 
coming to you guys. It's really focusing on yourself first. Like, how are you going to take care of your pet if you can't take care of yourself, right? You need to be self-aware, self-awareness, the love and things like that. When I first started, it was like, go, go, go. You have to work every single weekend. You have to do all these hours and this and that, and this and that. And it's just like, okay, let's do it. We're like robots, let's do it. But, you know, in time passing for, I'll just say over 10 years, might be a little plus or minus here or there. <laughs> but, you know, I've learned as time has gone by, you have to hit the pause button sometimes. And you just have to take time for yourself. Like I know it for me personally, every morning I wake up, I do my yoga, I do my meditation, I pray, I work out, get everything ready. So I get myself mentally ready, physically ready. And then I'm ready to go and spiritually ready. And then I'm ready to go to work because we are here to serve your pets. We are here to serve you. That is what we're called to do is serving others. But we have to make sure that we are mentally ready, spiritually ready and physically ready to be able to do that. So if you can do that for yourself first, then you're able to be able to serve everyone else. And that is the point and the purpose that we have with our clinic is being able to take care of yourself. Uh, it's like a 360 thing, you know, take care of yourself and take care of your pets. So that kind of brings that along with us. She's a little bit of an early bird. I more so <laughs> love to work out at night, but I, I can agree with that. <laughs> I feel like just the mental and the physical stimulation mm -hmm. with exercise really, really helps me out specifically. I try to aim for, try to aim for four to five times a week. I like to do HIIT training. So that's my way just to kind of yeah. get rid of that stress from the day where mm -hmm. it's my hour. I don't have to talk to anybody else. I don't have to think about anything else mm -hmm. um, or just answered anybody else. So working out is great for me. Um, I'm not so much into yoga. I'd love to get more so into it, but that and, and just kind of waking up my spiritual side as well and therapy. It's something I'm looking into currently. Um, I've dealt with a lot of loss recently, so I'm going to be looking that, you know, looking into that for myself just to be able to talk to somebody and just put those feelings on a table and just get a game plan, a strategic game plan for how I'm going to um, tackle all of that and, and move forward and you know, reach a, a brighter horizon with that. So. And that's the thing, talk about it. Yeah. You see, yes. talk about it. People are so ashamed now these days, like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. That's I okay. internalize a lot. I internalize yes. a lot and it's not good. You have to just, you have let to let those feelings yeah. out. Yeah. And it's great. That's mm -hmm. why we have such a great partnership because we do talk things out. Mm -hmm. If there's something going on or I'm like, hey, I, I know something's up. Are you okay? You know, hit the pause button on work business. Like all that will come. But talking to each other, making sure that we are okay and everything's fine. And, you know, and if it's not, hey, we're here to support one another, you know, and once, you know, we are able to have that communication, then we can, you know, move forward. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great because you guys have each other, which is so nice because you can both understand what you're going through in your career lives, but then also being friends, you can support each other, you know, through the other difficult things that happen that might not be completely linear with what your expectations are in life. But um, I know that people don't talk a lot about mental health, and I, I really have been trying to talk more about it on our podcast because there's been some sort of like stigma with it, but if you don't talk about it, then you can't make anything better. And I love the advice of taking time for yourself, um, even if it can't be, you know, an hour, if it can be 20 minutes where you can just go be alone, sit in your car if you have to, whatever it is to just process what you're, what you're feeling and, and take that time and say pause, <laughs> like what you said earlier, pause for a moment, like reset. Um, I think exercise is a great way. And having a support system, whether it's friends, family, um, coworkers, 
having people that, you know, can understand you and, and talking through your feelings because especially in the last like two and a half years, it's already been difficult for a lot of people. And then adding on top of that, other things that happen that happen in life happening at the same time is just, it's extremely difficult. And I'm so glad to hear that, you know, you guys have each other and um, can talk to each other and have that support system because it's so important. And with people like you guys who are in a field where you're giving so much of yourself, of your time, of your heart, um, it's, it's really important to find whatever that is to give back to yourself, to fill yourself back up because otherwise, you know, I, I was talking to a firefighter and uh, they have a very high rate of suicide as well over there. And, uh, and it's, it's because they're kind of going through a, a little bit of what you're talking about where the highs and lows, you know, one minute they're a cooking dinner you know, and then next oh, fighting a fire, and then everything's calm again, and then you know, it's it's the up and down, and that's kind of what you were talking about. With every room is different, and you have to constantly be uh, changing, you know, your meter of like, okay, we're happy now. Okay, now we're not like, you know, it's it's, it's very stressful on the body too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I so I really want to talk about your clinic and okay I, I want to know how did this idea happen where are we in the process I want to hear the name of it when are we opening I want to hear all I just want to hear everything about it and what you guys are offering because I did see um I did I did read up on it a bit I was seeing uh we were talking Botox we we're talking about uh some, maybe some wine in there somewhere I don't know but I, I'm dying to find out about this veterinary clinic I might have to move to Chicago Oh, you better come to Chicago. Yes. <laughs> we'll let you snowbird for the winters, Brooke. But yes, you totally have to come and see all the pets. Perfect. <laughs> but yes, we are super excited to chat about this. Um, Batik Gold Coast is going to be our first location. We're hoping to franchise this out. Um, but we are four weeks into construction right now. We are planning for opening this August 2022. Um, hoping we don't have too many hiccups along the way. But so far, so good. I mean, we've been waiting two years for this, so yeah, it's been a long haul. A That's long all process. good. <laughs> so basically, to kind of give you a summary, we are really trying to aim our focus at the one health, one medicine concept. I offer more so traditional veterinary medicine, so general medicine and, and surgery. Dr. Trice also brings to the table some integrative medicine as well. So that's going to include acupuncture, chiropractic manipulation, um, more holistic approaches. So we can encompass just a, a, a full circle here for all our pets, because that's really where you see the most success. Mm -hmm. Um, we do want to incorporate some human grade wellness services as well. So that's going to include some Botox, um, some fillers, IV hydration. We are a client. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can attest to <laughs> preventative care. <laughs> We're hoping to bring in um, some consultants to come administer these services on certain days of the month and just kind of see how our clients are going to receive that and where we can fit that in the picture. But the whole idea, as Jess was kind of mentioning earlier, was uh, look good, feel good, and same goes for your pet. So 
on yeah. health and medicine. <laughs> yeah. So would this these services be happening um, simultaneously while your your pet is getting care, then you're also getting care? Is that kind of what's going to be going on? Like if, if, if your dog has to have, let's say, dentistry done, you know, that can take a while. And instead of just leaving and getting called back five or six hours later, like can do something more fun. That's, Absolutely. That's the number that's one the, complaint yep. in our field is wait time. So we're trying to alleviate that a bit with offering some right. fun services. And I guess wine mm-hmm. bar included. Some paw <laughs> seco <laughs> for our clients oh. as well. But that's the thing. So, you know, you have, hey, you're drinking too. <laughs> Woo! It looks like coffee though. <laughs> it is. But, you know, that's the thing. So, you know, you have some of these, okay, cat owners. I can relate to you. I have a cat myself, okay? So sometimes with these cats, they are scared. As soon as they see these carriers, they run away. They're underneath the bed and they don't want to come out. So then the owners are 20 minutes late, half an hour late for their appointment, or they have to reschedule because the cats are scared. So when they come in, the owners are frustrated. The cat's frustrated, you know? And then everyone's just like so frazzled. So come in, settle down, have some wine, relax. We want to be able to create an environment where it's very relaxing. We understand, you know, these things happen. Um, So that's the whole point of all this, just to kind of wine and relax and, you know, have your pet seen Mm -hmm. as you're relaxing. I love it. I love it so much. It sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I want to hear a little bit more. I have a few questions about it. So this is a thought, and I don't know if you guys are doing this or not, but here in California, a while ago, because my, my dog was getting older, unfortunately, I had I lost her a few months ago, but oh my gosh, um, yeah, she was 16, but she was, she was the best. Um, I was looking into before when she was starting to get like arthritis and stuff, I was looking into pet massage. So massage could be a thing for, for animals. I know you said you do acupuncture and you do chiropractic, right? I was reading that a little bit um, for for animals. And I, I had never heard of doing that for an animal before. So I would love to hear a little bit about the benefits of that. Is it similar to with, with us, with humans? Um, and and do, you, do, do people do that often, like acupuncture and, and chiropractic care for their pets? Yeah. And to your point, Brooke, not a lot of people know about, especially the chiropractic, because people are like, they're so used to going to their human chiropractor. Like it's the same thing. The eyebrows raise like, why well, you can do that with my dog or with my cat. You know, how do you get them to stand still? But it's, it's actually pretty amazing. It's the same concept. You know, I always say bones are stupid. They only do with your uh, muscles and tennis tell you what to do. So what happens, you know, the, they, they subluxate. So the bones move around and basically with chiropractic, it puts the body back into homeostasis, puts it back into normal and back to balance. And sometimes if there's been some issues for a long time, you're going to have to continue Continue, you know, every few weeks to get that mobility back or the homeostasis back so the body can remember, oh, this is how you're supposed to move. Oh, I used to do that when I was a puppy or I used to do this when I was a year old and two years old when they're coming in at 10, 11, 12 years old. Or if there's an acute injury, it's just kind of resetting that mind and making them remember once you do those adjustments to helping remember those things. So yeah, it's a whole body, mind. It's not just cracking backs or anything like that. It's more of just like the whole homeostasis, putting your mind back into, um, in a balanced form. So it, it works really great along with laser therapy, which we'll be doing an offering to even after surgeries, if we have a dental extraction stays and neuters, I mean, there's been so many studies how it can be very beneficial post-op surgeries with these scars or with there, there is an acute injury, you know, doing laser therapy. So it's just having that overall picture. And we want to be able to offer with, you know, Eastern and Western medicine, 
all options to clients. Obviously, at the end, the client can make the decision, but we wanted to be able to provide all options for them in one facility to be able for them to make those decisions and have that available for them. Holistic medicine is totally, totally capturing the love of our generation, I feel like, um, you know, speaking as a millennial. So I feel like the the less invasive, the better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, just having that facility to offer everything that they could possibly need would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yes. And avoiding those surgeries. Because that's another thing too with holistic medicine. Some surgeries can be postponed or not even be done with less holistic medicine. So um, it just depends on what is going on. And that's where conversation and consultation comes into play. I, I can tell you guys really care about it, the animals and, and what you do. And for me, it's, it's so important because I've had really bad experiences in the past. Like even recently I have a rescue and he, I don't know how old he is cause I've had him for like five or six years, but they couldn't tell cause his teeth were so bad when I rescued him. They couldn't tell how old he was. And I, um, I recently wanted to get his teeth cleaned again cause I try to do it every year. And I had to go to a new veterinarian that I hadn't had before cause of moving. And um, I had a consultation. They looked over his teeth. They're like, oh, he's great. His teeth are great. You've been brushing them. It's wonderful. We'll do the teeth cleaning. We're not going to have to extract anything. And I was like, okay, great. So for my appointment, I drop him off in the morning and I go pick him up when they call me. And then I go to the desk to check out and I haven't seen my dog yet. And they say, oh, here's this medication. And I'm like, okay. And they start handing me another medication, uh, like an antibiotic and a pain medication. And I was like, oh, well, did something happen? And they're like, oh yeah, we took out 12 of his teeth. So they literally took out 12 of my dog's teeth without consulting me or telling me about it. Um, And yeah, but I'm sure there might've been a reason, but I I still don't know because his teeth were like so white at the bottom. And I'm like, you know, people have to understand that you do have to sometimes extract dog's teeth like like you do humans. If if it's gone really bad, it can be really unhealthy and dangerous for them and you're going to have to remove the teeth. But there also are ways, you know, to prevent that from happening, which it sounds like you guys are going to be offering um, other options as well. So maybe it won't get that bad, you know, maybe, hey, letting, letting, having that awareness too for the, the patients of saying, hey, you know, you should be cleaning your dog's teeth this way. And, you know, this is how to do it. And are you guys going to be educating people? Are you going to have, have you thought about um, food brands or anything like that since you're taking like a holistic approach too? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you bring up dental health because mm-hmm. that is so huge for general practice. Yeah. I had no idea I was going to be a full-time dentist when I graduated, <laughs> but it is huge. I had to kind of learn the ropes myself because we really aren't taught a huge amount of it in vet school, but mm-hmm. um, I hated it day one, hated it because I wasn't proficient at it. But over time, really, really adapted those skills. And um, it's huge. So it's it's a cornerstone of that preventative medicine conversation, especially with new pet owners, because as you mentioned, um, preventative care is key so that we're not having to pull, you know, do full mouth extractions for some patients, which is sometimes necessary. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as Um, adjuvant care that pet owners can do at home, whether that's daily brushing, offering dental chews. There are some prescription diets that are available as well. Um, Hills TD, (laughs) I'll throw that in there. Um, But yeah, and we do recommend some diets that are alternatives for, you know, clients that maybe don't want more commercial brands of food. So there's Just Food for Dogs. Mm-hmm. I know both of us really like Just Food for Dogs, um, which would be a nice, really fresh human grade food option for pets. Mm-hmm. So 
And you hit it right there too. It's about education. So yeah. having that consultation, talking to us about it, you know, we'll lay out the best plan that we feel will be best for your pet. Um, and then just kind of going from there. But yeah, like you said, I mean, ideally, you know, not everyone can brush your dog's teeth, <laughs> let alone cat's teeth. <laughs> so, you know, but that's where we come in, you know, the dental chews, the, the annual dental cleanings. People are like, what? You actually clean my cat's teeth or dog's teeth? Yeah, like the real dentist. We were that too. We had an investor, yeah. we had a, a shirt that said, real doctors treat more than one patient or one species. Because <laughs> we're dentists, you know, we're surgeons, we're internal medicine. I mean, there's, we wear a lot of hats, um, but it's just offering all those services uh, for these pets here. I love it. I want to hear, how did you guys come up with this idea? I know that you were talking a little bit about how you were, you know, in work environments that weren't the, the greatest and it kind of inspired like, well, where would I want to work? Where would I want to be? What kind of clinic do I want to have for people to come into to have this experience to help their animals? Is that, I want to hear the story of how did this come? Was it over pizza? Like, I want to hear how did this come to be? <laughs> I think the very first idea I had about it I was the wine bar. I was like, I think I might have been out to to dinner with my husband. I, yeah, oh, yes. We are Blue Agave getting margaritas <laughs> and tacos that day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what if we can offer our clients, if I opened up a clinic and, and there's a wine bar or um, something to kind of take off the edge while you're there waiting. So yeah. Paseco was my first um, go-to and that's going to be the name <laughs> of our little wine bar that's going to be located in the clinic um, where we'll have some Paseco spritzers, they'll be called. Um, During what was it? Yappy hour. Yappy hour. Yappy hour. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, that's exactly. right. <laughs> so the wine bar was kind of the first that thing that we up. thought of. Yeah. Um, and I think too, the other thing is, you know, a lot of clients was the wait times. I think we talked about that earlier was the complaint of wait time. So what can we do to bridge that to gap? Help that. Yeah. So why not some wine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also too, it's just, you know, combining the integrative medicine because that's really taking off and just having people aware of that too. So, you know, we have, there's so many places you can go to but why not have it in one facility um so i think that's where that also concept came into play okay so you guys found the spot you broke ground where are we at now with this walk me through where we're at in this process and i know you guys said you're you're opening october you said of 2022 august 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 August, yes august comes before october (laughs) we were going for sooner rather than later August of 2022. I hope it doesn't get pushed to October, but we'll we'll see. We'll take it as it is. We're we're happy it's in in that direction. So, Yeah, we um, actually just visited the site earlier today. We have frames up for the walls, which is super exciting. Um, Yeah, it's just really, really cool because we've been working with our designer, just kind of what layout's going to look like. We're choosing our color palettes and just being able to walk in there today and actually see the frame of our lobby is really cool. It's helping us kind so of piece amazing. everything together. And um, we're, we're so excited. We're it's excited to launch cool. this thing. To see our vision actually coming to life. Yeah. Like just walking in there and saying, you know, we looked at our building. We're like, holy cow, like this is really happening. Yeah. And, and just, Pretty soon here, we just got one of our banners, you know, put up and just 
seeing all the steel yeah. frames coming up and it's like wow yeah this is really cool so we're I, so excited i will say the design aspect has been the most fun key <laughs> i am secretly joanna games <laughs> that, that's what i would be doing um the interior design's been great we're going for a lot of gold black neutral um we're gonna have some chandeliers in there really just want this to be a really chic sophisticated feel so very upscale, yes. very upscale. <laughs> and I will have to say, um, I could not have had the most perfect partner. Um, she has been amazing. <laughs> and, you know, you hear all these stories like, oh, you know, these battling and arguing, all this stuff, nobody agreeing. And honestly, like it has been so, I don't want to say the word easy, but it's been very rewarding and just so <laughs> it's, it's been the wine kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, even before that. So no, it's just it's been really, really great. And just like even our um the designer even complimented us saying, Wow, yes. you guys work really well together and just our decisions that we make, it just I think we similar taste. Yeah. So, so. That's, that's great. So yeah. Yeah, you guys have a great balance going on. I love it. I think um just to be able to see it be finished and the day you walk in 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 August of 2022 into that new space that you guys created that was a vision and a dream that came from having a glass of wine or tacos and thought of this idea <laughs> to, to see what you actually manifested and created is is just mind-blowing and I am I'm so happy and proud of you guys um, for actually making it come true and during a pandemic when it was probably really hard to get things <laughs> oh, going. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was frustrating for sure. It's been a two-year um, process. We've kind is. of went from building to building to building and eventually, which is funny, I, I feel like everyone always kind of says fate always plays a role, but this was the original building we were interested in. Yeah. And it full circled right back to us as if, hey, you know, this is meant to be so real quick story. So I was working at a hospital and I was actually a medical director there. And all of a sudden I had this envelope on top of my computer and I'm like, Oh, what's this? And I open it up and it's like, Oh, do you want to own your own hospital in this own space? This is available. Right away. I called Jen. I'm like, Hey, I was like, <laughs> what do you think about this? And sure enough, that was the building since day yeah. one. And now we have it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That's an incredible. Yeah, it is. It is meant to be. I think it's kismet. You know, when things are supposed to happen, they find a way to happen. It yeah. might be a little, take a little longer sometimes than you expect it to. Life might take you around the block a few times, but eventually it all happens the way it's supposed to. I'm a big believer of that. Are you guys going to be offering like memberships with this clinic or is it just going to be, um, I, I, I know sometimes people have health insurance for their animals. Um, are you guys going to be doing anything like that? Any kind of like oh, membership yeah. service? Have you thought about it? No, yeah. be very similar we, to that, like wellness plans um, to we really would help. like to do that. Yeah. Because kind of going back to a lot of the stressors that we deal with with our industry, it is the health insurance component, which you brought up. Um, health insurance isn't really something that's been um, very high on the radar for our industry over time. It's just kind of sneaking out of the closet. So mm -hmm. um, more and more pet parents are getting it, which is great. We definitely highly recommend it just because 
it's really sad when we aren't able to do our job because of financial restraints. So I think hoping to to bridge that gap with offering wellness plans, how much would kind of break up those costs versus mm-hmm. that one large upfront cost that can come along with a surgical yeah. procedure or you know whatever the, the treatment plan has in store. Right. I think that will help uh, pet parents just be able to provide higher quality medicine and, and care for their pet. That's a great idea to offer some sort of like, um, you know, level system where it's like, okay, if you have a puppy, then this is kind of what you membership you would need. And if you have a senior dog, they might need more of this kind of care. Um, It's hard when you have a client that comes in and says, I can't pay for that. It's too expensive. You know, and and it's hard because it's like, we want to be able to provide all services and do everything that we can for them. So, you know, with Dr. Ramos's point, you know, having these services and the wellness plan along with the insurances, you know, hopefully that will help bridge the gap and help, you know, clients to be able to um, use these services and provide the best care for their pet. Financial hardship sometimes can prevent people from being able to do a lot of things for their animals. So I, I'm, I'm glad and happy to hear that you guys are trying to find a way to help that not happen as often. Because, you know, sometimes then the, the animals don't get the care that they need. Well, that's another thing, too, is working with organizations as well, too. So there's a lot of nonprofit organizations, a lot of, um, you know, shelters and things like that, you know, we eventually will dab into and help out and, you know, those pets that are not um, adopted, you know, we can hop out with spades and neuters and things like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it leaves a door open for opportunities uh, for things like that to be able to provide those services for those pets. Can you tell everybody the name of the clinic again and where it's going to be located? We'll, we'll say it together. Okay. One, two, three. The Seek Gold, Gold Coast Animal Hospital. <laughs> yes. So it's in the heart of Chicago, downtown, Gold Coast. (laughs) Opening in August of 2022. Yay! That's what we're looking for. I do actually do want to ask you guys about just your personal, to get to know you a little bit, like more personally. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we're all full, full rounded people. We're more than just our jobs. So I would love to hear about, um, I know that Jessica, you were, you're a former fitness competitor. I would love to hear about that. And I would just love to hear a little bit about what you guys like to do for fun. Yeah. So years back. Yeah. I, again, I love fitness. So I used to do fitness competitions. So, um, I was out on that stage and had the heels and bikini on and posing and thinking I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the feminine side. She's still pretty ripped, <laughs> even to this day. And I think that's why Jen and I get along so well, because she's also very fit. So well, you let kinda, me tell you. You kind of made me jump on the bandwagon, which I appreciate <laughs> so much. But yeah, I, I like CrossFit. Sometimes our work schedules don't really allow for me to do classes consistently, but I do like hit training. So berries, shed, 415, those are my types of joints. Um, I've been really into Peloton because obviously with the pandemic, we had to kind of learn to work out at home. So I've been doing a lot of their bike boot camps. Tunde, I love you. She's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I do the workout with Lisa Zobin. I think her last name is. She's amazing. I, I follow her um, for the past couple of years. I actually wanted to do another fitness competition and then the pandemic hit. So, uh, you know, maybe in the future there might be another one. So, uh, yes. but yeah. 
they're great. You know, it's just, it keeps you fit. You know, I'm not getting any younger. I realize now sometimes in the mornings I wake up, I'm like, oh, my hip is kind of sore here. What's going on? <laughs> Give me the oil. <laughs> you got to do some chiropractic on yourself. Yeah. That's right. Actually, shout out to Dr. Brian Fuller. He is actually my human chiropractor. So I actually go out to him and he's been amazing. Um, he's helped me put uh, my body back into shape and, uh, you know, just, you know, being on your supplements, you know, again, we're women as we get older, you know, just taking care of your bodies. And I think that's, again, coming certainly back to our hospital, you know, we are offering the IV supplements and fluids and treatments and things like that too, just to kind of, you know, help yourself because, you know, we're not getting any younger and it's, it's so important to stay healthy. And, and you know, it's not about being fit and having that six pack or all that stuff. No, but it's eating healthy. You know, it, a lot of times it's all about what you fuel your body, what, what you put in your body. You can work out seven days a week for an hour. It don't mean nothing if you're eating cheeseburgers and stuff like that. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I like my gelato. We like our pizza. We like our gelato. I'm not going to lie. Chocolate, pistachio, all that stuff. But at the same time, in moderation. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, moderation is definitely the key there. But you have, you have to enjoy life. You know, you have to have yeah. a balance. But, you, you know, for me, I'm just like, I'm working out for my burrito. You know, I'm just like working out and I'm like, yes. all right, my burrito or my glass of wine. I'm just like, <laughs> have you Perfect. guys seen the video? There's this like um, viral video that went out where there's this woman on a treadmill and she's running and her friend is holding a fishing pole with a glass of like wine hanging from oh it. And she's just like <laughs> chasing the wine. That's awesome. <laughs> That'll definitely make me run faster. <laughs> Absolutely. That's waiting up to the finish line. Yeah. So what are your hours like? What are your hours like now? And then what are they going to be like when you guys open? Hours are very flexible for us both right now. We're both doing relief services, which basically means we're helping out various clinics um, that are understaffed. So we bounce around. I work at like three to four different clinics right now. And I think I'm about the same, about three clinics right now. Yeah. So scheduling, um, that's a whole nother topic, but relief veterinary medicine is huge right now. Um, I feel like more and more people are shying away from the actual associate contractual position and and doing relief services just because there's more flexibility and freedom Mm -hmm. for your schedule. Um, But that's really helped us out, um, Mm -hmm. especially during the construction process and the planning just so we can when there's a, a problem here we have to jump over here and and you know mine to it so um that's going to be life for the next few months while we're under construction and then once we're up and running we're hoping to have what a monday through friday schedule yeah. with some Maybe. saturdays just because we know that that yeah. really does help out a lot of working clients schedules um throughout mm-hmm. the week so we might have a day closed during the middle of the week just depending on how quickly we get our clients and stuff like that and how busy we get but as soon as that happens I mean yeah we'll definitely open full throttle here yeah and it's actually been a real blessing too with Jen and I working as relief vets because we've been so exposed to so many other doctors other opportunities other technicians Mm -hmm. and see how other hospitals are working and see what you know can what works for them and you know the pros and cons and everything like that so it's actually been pretty cool and just getting to know more of the veterinary field um, across Chicagoland, which has been pretty, pretty cool, I have to say. We can develop our own way of operating and what's going to suit us best and our clients. So, And I noticed you're wearing our stethoscope over there. I do want to ask, what are your needs for a stethoscope? Like just in general, I feel like you're you're prim- probably primarily seeing like dogs and cats and household animals, but do you sometimes see like 
really small animals where you would need like an infant attachment or even a pediatric attachment? Are you primarily using like adult? Yeah, we're, I'd say primarily dog and cat. Um, love the cardio stethoscope. It's great. Um, it allows us just, just to kind of advance skills in that department. But yeah, we both see the occasional pocket pet that comes through, whether that's a rabbit, a guinea pig, pig, a chinchilla, Mm -hmm. um, reptiles. I think you have a little bit more Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. with, but I'm becoming more welcoming too. So snakes. (laughs) I saw tarantula last year. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) She will see the spiders. I will not. Sorry. Yeah, I'm arachnophobic. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. But see, Dr. Jen, Dr. Ron is here for all the tarantulas. <laughs> Gosh. She's just going to, all her clients are going to be spiders now. I know. It's yeah, like, great. <laughs> I'm just going to get bombarded. I'm going to finish funny. I wonder how common that is in Chicago for people to own tarantulas and spiders. Is I guess we'll find common? out. I know. I think it's more common than we all think. <laughs> are, you gonna, are you guys going to do like a soft opening? Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, use that time to kind of train staff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that, that's a good question. So how much staff are you going to have? How, how Have you thought about that? Have you started hiring yet? Yeah, we're actually just about to have that conversation yeah. just about um, potentials. We, it's been such an advantage because both of us have worked with such a wide realm of um, support staff over the past few years. So technicians, they are literally the backbone of the entire industry. Amazing. They make the dream work team happen, yes. all of it. They keep so, us sane. <laughs> um, probably going to start with four to five, okay. ideally. At least a, a couple per doctor. Two technician ratio to one doctor mm-hmm. is ideal, just for smooth um, efficiency. We'll be looking for a practice manager, which is going to be a huge role as well, because they're kind of overseeing operations, mm-hmm. flow of the day. Um, just, Plus or minus bookkeeper. We have yeah. op, um, front desk manager, receptionist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, there's we're in a great position because there's a lot of people that want to work for us. Yeah. But at the same same time, it's kind of a hard too because hard decision. it's yeah. hard decisions to make because you know there's you know we're gonna have to I don't want to say break some hearts, but just uh, it, it's gonna be tough, you know. But we're in a good position, but it's gonna be some tough decisions that we're gonna have to make, and um, but it's a good spot that we're in. We do, yeah. And you guys will have a lot of room to grow too, so I'm yeah. sure you can always add on more people as you grow bigger. So. You know, you can always get bigger. Yeah, we're hoping to yes. franchise. I a dream of mine is to bring this thing to Nashville one day because <laughs> that's my dream town. So we'll see. Three to five years, that's the goal. And I've always talked about Miami and some other places like and we're that. Gonna, we're going to need in California too. People in California, California. they will eat it up. I mean, we have we have animals doing like aqua fitness and stuff. Love it. Um, Love yeah, it. so I think you know we a lot of people here we're a very dog friendly state. So you know every people bring their dogs with them and their animal cats. You see them in like strollers and stuff, like instead oh, yeah. of babies, oh, they're carrying their animals around. Yeah, um, especially I feel like people just aren't having as many kids, or they're not they're having it way later. Right, and yeah. so their animal, their cat, or their dog, or whatever their animal is, is become kind of like their baby. Yeah. yeah. They're kids with four legs. They are. They are the best. I know my dog's my best friend, so. (laughs) What is your dog's name? His name is Jake. Here, I can show you a picture of him real fast because he's he's a screensaver on my phone. 
I love human names for dogs. Aww. They're literally the best. Oh my gosh, look he's so cute. I rescued I rescued him. I got like the cutest dog on the planet. I don't even know how that happened. But it was through <laughs> social media, like just really random. Someone needed a foster for a dog that there was it was gonna be euthanized. And it wasn't this dog. And I was like, Oh, I'll foster, I'll foster. And they said, Oh, we already found someone, but actually we have another dog. Can you take him? And I was like, Yeah, sure. So I did all the application, did the whole thing, and then like four days later they drop off this dog because I hadn't seen like the cutest dog I've ever seen. And I was like, foster fail. Foster fail immediately. Foster fail. Oh yes. I would be a foster fail every single time too. Yes, so. Yeah. But my dog is crazy. So like he's he's got a lot of like separation anxiety and stuff. Like he eats through metal kennels and he's, he's oh, no. uh, that little guy does? Yeah, he's like 18 pounds and he's destroyed every kennel, every oh, like no. as long as he's with me, he's fine. Or he's yeah. with a human. It doesn't even have to be me, any person. He's the sweetest. He'll just sleep. He's cool. He'll play with his ball. He's so great. But if the second he gets left alone, he's just like he turns into a werewolf and he's just like, I destroy everything. <laughs> I need to find mom's fat. Yeah. <laughs> or just a human to feed me. I don't know. Um, but he's a sweetheart. So yeah, but that's the thing is too, like animals come with their own personalities, you know, not every animal's the same. And, and I always, I, I feel like Jake chose me because I'm very patient and, um, he can put me through all of it. And I still am like, you're so lucky. You're cute. I love you so much. I can't, I can't get mad at him. No, you can't. You can never get mad at them. It's that unconditional love that they have. We need to learn more like that. Be more like our pets. Yeah. Yeah. I always joke though. I'm like, I'm not, he's not my emotional support animal. I'm his emotional support animal. I'm like, I need to get a shirt that I'm like, I'm his, (laughs) I'm the ESA over here. (laughs) I love it. I think one more thing too at our hospital, we're thinking about adding some grooming, Um, you know, depending on how busy we get and stuff like that. It's not going to be every day, you know, but that's going to be something I might throw in. Do you guys have a social media for it yet? Are you going to create one, an Instagram handle or anything? In the process. Yeah, Yeah. it's in the works. We're currently working on our logo and then our website. So once that's all launched, Mm -hmm. we'll have the Instagram up and running and we'll get that tagged and we'll have the geotag and all of that. That Awesome. Well, we'll definitely Right now we have our individual, you know, their names and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll have our logo and all that. Do you guys uh, shout out your Instagram handles, any social media handles you have for people listening and watching who want to come follow your journey or have questions or um, just want to chat with you, follow along? Absolutely. Um, again, I'm Dr. Jen Remnis and I'm at Jen Rem DVM. That's J-E-N-R-E-M-D-V-M. And I am again, Dr. Jessica Trice, and I'm under Jessica, or actually Jess underscore Trice. Um, so yeah, follow us and we'll give you some updates. Yeah, we're going to be uh, posting an update of our uh, walkthrough today, mm-hmm. which is showing our frames and just kind of where the construction process is today. So follow along. I'm so excited for you guys. I mean, you are really, it's just a testament to showing what a dream can do um, and, and all the people and all the animals you're going to help with this dream that you had and now it's coming into fruition. It's just really awesome to watch. And I'm so proud of both of you and so happy um, to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining our MDF Instruments Crafty Wellness Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. (laughs) 